Welcome to the Gospel Clarity Podcast, where we explore how the story of Jesus changes everything. In order for the gospel to be central, it must be functional. I'm your host, Mark Smith, and my name is Andrew Arthur. Thanks for joining us. We're glad you're here. Welcome, welcome to the Gospel Clarity Podcast, episode one. I am super excited. Andrew, are you excited? I am, man. I've been looking forward to this for a while. Let's talk about gospel clarity. Yeah, the big goal and the big uh, idea behind this podcast is to provide a resource where we are having conversations designed to cultivate gospel clarity in the church for the world. Uh, We do believe that in order for the gospel to be central, it must be functional. And we carry the conviction that uh, many disciples, many followers of Jesus are maybe may struggling in trying to connect the dots in their souls as it relates to um, their faith in Jesus and exploring in practical, real, tangible ways the difference Jesus makes to all of life. Yeah, that's true. And it is easy to compartmentalize our faith with the different aspects of our life, whether it be finance or planning, future jobs, vacations, uh, anything like that. It's easy to Mm -hmm. um, separate those two things. But really what we want to do is we want to show how uh, in order for the gospel to be central, it has to express itself in each of these elements and um, places in our lives. I mean, the gospel being what it is, uh, it must give a definitive voice to every area of a disciple's life. And so we want to help disciples uh, take the gospel in and think the gospel through, ultimately, so that a move towards turning the gospel out can be made, that they would be fleshing gospel realities out in their uh, daily lives. Yeah, so what is taking the gospel in practically, what does that look like, Andrew? I think there are lots of ways that disciples can regularly take the gospel in. I think it needs to be the dominating thought on a Christian's mind. And one of the ways that it becomes that for the growing, maturing Christian is one, they they plug into a gospel-focused family of faith, that there is a church that they are a part of that champions the gospel, that uh, utters the gospel, that loves the gospel, that wants to be faithful to the gospel. In the way we know we've found a gospel-focused family of faith, uh, one of the sure indicator indicators of that is that the preaching and teaching of that church is gospel-forward. It is gospel-explicit. It, it um, has a culture where when we read and study the Bible, we're reading and studying the Bible in order to uh, have an encounter with the crucified and risen Christ who mediates our relationship with God and and um, draws us into the worship of God because of what he accomplished on our behalf in the gospel. Yeah, that's true. And Andrew, you know, that it reminds me a lot of uh, the examples that Scripture itself gives us. I mean, we just finished our series in Judges uh, where we saw a community of people living very dysfunctionally. Mm-hmm. And then we can look at the New Testament and we can look at the church and we can see how the gospel was functioning within a community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it certainly seemed to be firing in the church. I mean, the gospel created the church. 
But I would say that there, you know, one of the reasons we have the letters of the New Testament is because the churches uh, weren't firing on all cylinders, that there was still some exploration of the gospel and some application of the gospel that needed to occur. So, for example, when Paul writes 1 Corinthians, he's writing to a church that is uh, <laughs> dysfunctional in many ways. In many ways, it, 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 it's not unlike the kind of the self is king mentality that existed and that's on display in the book of Judges. You kind of see that playing out in the church of Corinth, which is why Paul had to write that letter. And so what that reminds us of is that gospel clarity is an ongoing cultivation, that we must constantly come back to the gospel, rehearse the gospel, remember the gospel. We must constantly uh, seek to apply the gospel and come under the realities of the gospel so that it is uh, making a difference in our daily lives. Uh, because Paul's big concern for the church of Corinth is that they were, um, they were not living out the identity that had been bestowed upon them in the gospel. And so he's fleshing out, look guys, this is who you are as those who've, uh, those in whom the gospel has taken root. And now let's start thinking through the implications. And so Paul would deal with a myriad of issues in that book, but he's handling those issues with respect to and in submission to the gospel of Jesus. Right. Yeah, that's great. So now what can, uh, what can our listeners expect in our rhythm of this podcast? Well, I think the gospel gives us plenty of content, <laughs> an eternity of content True. the gospel supplies us with. And so we want to uh, provide, you know, 15-minute conversations that are um, saturated with the gospel, that are practical in its bent. And we hope to uh, release episodes like this on a weekly basis for seasons at a time. And so two to three months of weekly episodes, and then we may take a break for a month or so to uh, recalibrate and to think about the next stretch and the next season of this podcast. But uh, we, we want, whatever we do, we want to honor Jesus in what we're doing, and we want to commit to doing it well. And so we're going to commit ourselves to a cadence that serves uh, the quality of our conversations and the quality of the content that we're hoping to provide disciples with, again, to help them take the gospel in, think the gospel through, and turn the gospel out. So thanks again for listening, and stay tuned for episode two coming out next week. <laughs>